Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to all of you, more of you. This is Sarah Lynn, your podcast host and flow state coach, transitioning high achieving entrepreneurs into new earth leaders. In this podcast, we'll be diving into all things flow state, body leadership, connection, healing, entrepreneurship, and so much more juicy, deep lived experience. I invite you in this space to really bring all of you more of your fully expressed self, fully accepting and belonging in this space. I want all of you. I want more of you. And take this adventure with me into what I have discovered to be the key to living the most magical, deep, juicy, fulfilling, rich life and work while also being the greatest, highest service to this world and the collective. So I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. So today, this conversation, I have Kevin sitting across from me right now, and this is actually my second podcast in my new place, so I'm pretty excited about this, and I want to go into how Kevin and I met because it's actually a pretty comical story, and yeah, I feel like this is going to be a juicy combo, so Kevin and I actually, do you want want to share or do you want me to share? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So (laughs) I was kind of laughing because usually, as you guys know, in all of the podcasts, I go on and kind of so you can feel into the energy of me and the other person, how we met, kind of feel out the vibe a little bit. And I'm, as if you guys know, the last year I've been single. I've been on the dating apps. I haven't really talked about this side of my life, but I also don't really use them that much. But if something comes through, which is something interesting I just want to chat about because we're going to be talking about divine masculine and probably some of these things with you know, the divine feminine and all these things that, yeah, I had hinge and I wasn't using it that intentionally, to be honest with you. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave this open as a portal because I actually did a course, I don't know, maybe it was like a few months ago and she's like, have this open for a portal. And I'm always open because last time I was single, this is like when I was living in the U.S., I actually have met, I've had such interesting connections on hinge. Like, I didn't even tell you this. Like, I've had a best guy friend that I met on Hinge. I have had people reconnect with me from, like, other countries being like, holy shit, you live here, like, two years later. And then you reached out to me on Hinge, and I was like, oh, I just felt your energy. And I was like, okay. Like, we're going to vibe in some way, you know? I don't know if you feel that. Like, not between us, but just in general, like, on these apps. Like, you you don't... You can tell tell a little bit. You're like, okay, there's an energy there. Like, in there's something like who knows what it's going to be but like okay we're going to have this little chat so that was probably how many weeks ago was that mm, it was over a month ago at this point for me or, or about a month ago maybe yeah yeah it was probably like probably about a month ago so yeah we were we were just chatting and you were like really open with me and you're like yeah, yeah we could like meet up and do a yoga or whatever you you gave a few options and I, we were both going to the same tier more event because mm-hmm. you're here in new sarah temporary kind of you came for what I'm in full flow yeah you're in full flow you came for you just told me and I was like kind of shocked you're like yeah I thought I was going to be here for a week or two this is very typical new Sarah and you've been here how long now a month and a half yeah a month and a half so this is kind of how it goes around here so we were going to the same event and yeah I was like let's meet up there let's just like chat like you were going with friends I was going with some friends it's kind of hard at some of these conscious events I don't know if you feel the same because 
you meet and you talk, but then you're in your own experience. You and got like, into it. Yeah. We, we went into a cacao ceremony. We went into a static dance. You're not really talking at these. You kind of have stuff off to the side. But yeah, we like met and kind of were in flow. And then we actually, like, you were going into like your silent meditation retreat, I think, that yeah. you were doing. Yeah. yeah, like very shortly after. So we just kind of went our, went our own ways. And then you were in one of the WhatsApp groups and you were asking, um, yeah, you were asking like if anyone had like a, had rap a or like knew where to get this. Mm-hmm. And I messaged you and I saw, and I never really respond on those cause there's so many things we were like laughing about it that come in every single day. And I'm like, people are asking for shit all the time. Yeah. But I was like, oh, there's Kevin. Haven't seen him since the event. That was a few weeks ago. I wonder how he's doing. Yeah. And I messaged you and you're like, oh, perfect. And you, you came into vibe and I was there. And then, yeah, we just dropped into a really beautiful conversation and I had like the download the next day when I was in meditation. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to A, have more men onto the podcast because I feel like this voice is really needed. Like, I feel like there's not enough men, at least on my podcast, being able to speak to some of these topics that we go into. And I feel like you have a very unique perspective and just men in general, like there's different perspectives and things that we can go into. So I was like, you know, let's play. Like, does that feel aligned for you? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm so open for it. And here we are now, two days later after I saw you at Vibe. Mm-hmm. So that that's how Kevin and I know each other. So you guys can get a good little laugh about that, feel into the energy a little bit. Welcome, Kevin, to the podcast. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, God, we went into so many different conversational topics when we were at Vibe. <laughs> But I know one thing that was present that we were talking about before we even went into the podcast. Well, first off, I want to say, is there anything you want to share about yourself of kind of like where you're at in your journey or just so they can kind of feel into your energy a little bit of like, and where are you living right now besides your adventure here? Yeah. What's going um, on in your life? I'm based in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Um, I have a tech startup mm. that we raised a bunch of money. I hired a whole team. Mm-hmm made two products they've then since failed we laid off the team I laid off the team on December 1st and then I came to Costa Rica December 2nd oh wow so like just, literally the day it's after just me and my co-founder now yeah yeah and still feeling into what is the right relationship with that company and what is what is my what are my core motivation mm. motivational factors what do I want to do who mm. do I want to be it's like definitely a time of exploration and, and learning and like oh it's like oh it's okay tech like crypto bro goes down to costa rica and like you know does all the things like a typical typical story but it's it's um authentic and it's been really beautiful um, it's so, funny that you made that little joke and i just want to side rant on that because yeah. a lot of these stories like and that was something that you actually shared to me before the podcast you're like yeah i want this to feel authentic like yes some of these yeah. things can seem so cliche and I laugh at myself even because I was the one, we had some similar layover in our paths where, you know, I was doing my corporate job, super burnt out, super unhappy, all of the things, quit my job, sold all my things and went to Bali. And like here I, like yeah. the cliche story. Yeah. But the thing is though, is when it's authentic from your heart and you're really following that and like you're taking that, like that is, we can laugh at ourselves with it a little bit, but it's also authentic to you. You're not doing it from like an ego place. You're doing it from like, I was really called to go here and you had this amazing setup of all these opportunities and people yeah. here supporting you. It was like very obvious that 
Like Nisar kind of calls certain people in and it's like you're supposed to be here who knows for how long and who knows for exactly even what reason you think you're going. But it'll be everything you need is what I've found. So I felt that from you. So we can laugh at you a little bit. Like, you know, being in that, I'm sure a lot of people can resonate or maybe even feel inspiration from that because maybe they're in a similar position. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I've been on the spiritual path for since like kid. Um, And I really more dedicated since about 2015, started getting into Mm. sitting, Buddhist meditation, yoga, um, long distance trail running kinds of things and then like was in that for a few years was mm-hmm. of learning and growth moved into mm-hmm. tech and startup world rotated out of that in 20 at the end of 2020 mm-hmm. spent four months at a buddhist monastery in vermont oh yeah that's early, what you're telling me about 2021 and then came out of that um and that's when this current startup kind of bubbled yeah. into reality like i wasn't trying to start a company uh-huh. um, i was like actively trying to not be myself like, how do i just let go yeah. Um, that people were like, take all the money, like start the company. And it was beautiful that that was a big, that was a wave, you know? The whole wave came, came in as well. And I mean, still kind of like, mm. okay, have an opportunity to still do that or mm. maybe there's something else. And, mm. But now it's, it's another cycle back into self and reflection and, um, you know, what is, what is true and authentic to my being. Um, mm. And so that's kind of the space I'm in right now. I love that and thank you for sharing. I love how you kind of went from like spiritual portal to tech portal to spirit. Like it's kind of has this like yeah. back and forth and I feel like you're almost in this merging in a way. Like, okay, let's, I, I talk about merging the world sometimes because like I was very in the science world and kind of in this realm and then I was in the spiritual and then like I ended up merging them. So yeah, I just. Well, they're all, it's, yeah, there's no, I remember I was at the, at the, yeah. at the monastery. <clears throat> yeah. And, um. And so we would do on, on retreats, I mean, in, outside of retreats as well, but in retreats especially, you, mm-hmm. you kind of in the morning, you come in and you, you like do chanting, and then for the first hour and a half sit of the day, mm-hmm. um, the teacher would do one-on-one interviews. And I remember being in one the first two or three days, and yeah. um, I was like, yeah, this feels like the spiritual realm. Um, it's like whenever I've been on like psychedelics, I feel like I'm in the spiritual realm. I'm like just like categorizing being, just being here and, and yeah. walking around. I feel like I'm in it. And he's like, yeah, this is just life. <laughs> like we're just here. Yeah, yeah. Why there's no difference. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, everything with the startup and the spiritual mm. path. Like yeah, it's just life. It's just a matter of like how attuned we are and like mm. how how strong is the practice? How rooted are we? How are we relating it into everything and, like, being, essentially? Totally. How integrated are we? Yeah, yeah. One curiosity I had for you, because you were saying how... I forget what phase of it, but I'm sure you're even in that now, like, more of the self phase, you were saying. But in the prior one that you were in, I think you said that you were just trying to kind of lose everything that you were. What kind of inspired that? I didn't want to quote you wrong, but you were, like, kind of, like, just, like, letting go of everything. Yeah, so... um, at the end of 2020, I was living by the beach in LA mm. with some, some of my best friends. My partner at the time had moved in. Mm-hmm. And so, like, COVID and lockdown was actually a really awesome period of life. And then, over the course of two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, that's a super privileged thing to say. Uh, but over the course of two weeks, then one roommate said he was going to move out. Mm-hmm. My partner broke up with me. I went to Kauai with my friends to, like, not be there anymore for a yeah. while and then my other friend who didn't come said mm. he was going to move out and so then everything just like shh, fell away and I was like okay well I'm already working remote 
Um, yeah. I don't need to be in LA. None of my friends are there anymore. Our, most of my friends have, are moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Nomad too. And so I kind of, okay, no, now no more significant relationship, no more home. I went Nomad. And then I had learned about this monastery from a friend in Hawaii. And mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, you can go. You don't have to quit your job. Mm-hmm. You can work remote, yada, yada. I was like, great, I'll go do that. And then I was like, on my about to leave and they were doing a sound meditation retreat and I was like okay I'm quitting my job (laughs) you're like I'm actually going to quit the job yeah yeah and then I just (laughs) so I dropped everything like all of my core Maslow's hierarchy right and um and then just went to the monastery and so it's just like okay living the monk lifestyle Mm. and so it's like how long were you doing that again where you were living the monk like lifestyle like quote unquote yeah yeah Um, about four months okay yeah so all the trappings of self an identity, right? Like the yeah. physical manifestations of self in a lot of ways. Yeah. Besides, like you know, a mm-hmm. duffel bag and like my body, I didn't have a lot of self. Yeah. Um, intentionally. Mm-hmm. And so then at the monastery, yeah, you're trying to like, yeah, just let go of of thoughts, emotions, right? Like not me, not mine. Like this thought, this sensation, mm-hmm. this emotion is, um, is just arising, just bubbling up in the moment. Mm-hmm. and not trying to hold on to it, not trying to stop it, just allowing the energy to move and flow. Mm-hmm. And so then when I left the monastery and, and came back to Boulder, because that's just kind of where I'm from, I really was like, oh, well, where do I go? I guess I'll go back to Boulder. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, how can I be here and hold that practice? I was still meditating one to two hours a day. Like on at the monastery, you're, you're meditating at least three hours a day, and on retreat, mm-hmm. you're meditating like 10 plus hours a day. Um, basically the whole day <laughs> yeah yeah um, there's a there's a flow to it but yeah yeah um and so it was just like okay not me not mine like how can I drop my ego self how can I allow spirit to flow through me mm. like where I'm me mm-hmm. ego Kevin not doing the thing right right it's just it's just happening and that's like where that where that startup came out of right I was like okay not me not mine I started mm programming because that's what I do Uh so I built this like prototype and kind of came up with this idea Mm -hmm. basically the goal was out of the monastery we were talking about they wanted to do a crypto project Uh and so I have seven years of experience writing crypto applications and so it's like a super niche hard thing to do one and then to have seven years experience like no one there was such a small group of people there at the beginning right um, in the ethereum ecosystem at least and so they were like yeah, we want to do a crypto project. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things about blockchains mm-hmm. is that you can program your values into money and governance. What mm. a powerful thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so our my mission um, was how can we judo the global financial system to do less harm? Mm. Can we just create a system for asset-backed loans mm-hmm. that just does a little less harm, that takes power from mm-hmm. the banks, gives it back to people mm-hmm. and I'll stop going down that rabbit hole but that was kind of the yeah. the the spiritual the ethic the moral kind of integrated yeah exactly how how can I bring spirituality and, and the path into the company like not not me not mine self it's just flowing right and um, that's where it came out of my co-founder was like yeah let's do it um, I had a friend who I showed him what I built, and he was like, go stop being an engineer, go be a CEO, go raise money right now. I don't know, you think I should? You think I can? He was like, yes, absolutely. Uh And then there's a couple of friends who just connected me with everybody, and we raised 
raised a bunch of money and um, it just it just like came super easily. It was super easeful, right? It wasn't me. It was just like mm-hmm. flying. I feel like this is like when you are in your highest alignment for the yeah. moment and doesn't mean it can't, like I think we talked about both of our past yeah, kind of shift, taking new forms, things like that. But like, you know, when you're in alignment, because it should come effortless to you. Um, and I've been in times where not should come effortless, where you're not doing anything and you're just twiddling fucking thumbs. Like, right. of course you're doing things, yeah. but I mean, like, you're like I've personally been in phases of my journey where it felt like I was just like fighting and pushing and trying to make things happen and force. And I was like, man, like I'm feeling like pretty like, yeah, yeah. like what, like it's like, you're kind of hitting a wall in the universe. It's like, well, I got something better for you. So <laughs> yeah. if you're going to maybe listen up, right. but in that moment, it seemed like the universe yeah. was like, okay, wow. Yeah. Something's happening yeah. with this. We're going to keep supporting and yeah. I was surrendering to what was happening. I was like, allow yeah. rather than like, Oh me, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to go and like with my will and power and it's going to happen. Like, nah, it's like, oh, I, I surrender, just yeah, yeah. flowing, flowing through me, like, I trust you, yeah. you know? I think you had the perfect training around, too, being in that silent meditation, just letting go of self, letting go of ego, letting go of all of those things, because that puts you in the perfect space of surrender mm-hmm. and fruition of what wants to be birthed, mm-hmm. and it's coming from that pure place, mm-hmm. which is, I think, like, what, yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs, like, it's just, like, checking in with that, you know? There's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast because it's geared towards high achievers, and... It's just like sometimes we we get into different realms and things like I've definitely caught caught my own self getting in being like, oh, my ego is kind of leading this now. It can be tricky. It can slip sometimes. And then it's like getting back to that place of like purity and like what really wants to be birthed through essence and surrender and ease and naturally flows with spirit kind of working through you, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Well, I know you said you wanted to kind of pivot gears a little bit. Um, cause you're like, I'm not going to go more into that rabbit hole unless yeah. you want to, oh, it was just, we can it play was just, with it. It was just like a technical, like, you know, <laughs> starting to like babble jargon at people. And so I, I paused. Yeah. 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 But I also wanted to, to hear that because I loved how you said that you were using like programming the values in. like, I think that's yeah. such a unique, sure. it's just like giving context to how you can actually, no matter what you're in, you can bring you want to call it spiritual sense or whatever that is like bringing the greatest highest good in some form through spirituality through values whatever you want to say into anything that you're doing so i love that perspective yeah do you want to hear about what the company kind of was and and like the mechanism if it's alive in you let's yeah sure um so we created an asset-backed lending protocol. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start speaking a different language. So, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna so say we're we're gonna be listening, <laughs> including me. I don't know how yeah. much I'm gonna be, but I'm gonna be listening because this yeah. is like masculine brain to yeah. the max. And I'm I'm still you guys can probably tell them. You're like Sarah sounds a little weird today. Yeah, I'm yeah. a little nasally, but my friend earlier in voice note was like it's kind of sexy. I'm like okay, we're just gonna fucking rock with this. <laughs> Meet up with this my, my hinge guy, and you know we're, yeah. we're 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 here now, and he's going yeah. into his world. So yeah. this is just this is cosmic joke. I love yeah. it. Yeah, okay. total. So a bunch of jargon. <laughs> In, like yeah. Ashtag GPT, what does it yeah. all mean? Yeah. Um, so it's an asset backed loan lending mm-hmm. protocol. The closest like corollary would be like a house and a mortgage, right? Okay. So a mortgage is an asset backed loan mm-hmm. with the house as the asset. Okay. Right. And so if you don't pay your mortgage, you default on the loan, mm-hmm. then they can take the house, right? The bank actually owns most of the house up front mm-hmm. because typically there's like a down payment, mm-hmm. 20% in the United States, mm-hmm. and then uh, you pay that 20% and they, they basically pay the rest and then you mm-hmm. pay them back over time plus interest. Gotcha. Um, and so we were doing this with NFTs. Mm-hmm. 
NFTs are really just a certificate of ownership. Right now, most people think of NFTs and they think of like monkey pictures and like bullshit scams. Mm -hmm. um, but they're certificates of ownership. Mm -hmm. And one day, they will represent trillions of dollars of value. Mm -hmm. um, and it's gonna be the deed to your house, the title to your car, corporate assets, corporate real estate, like massive, massive global market. Mm -hmm. And taking a step back real quick, crypto in general, in my view, is a third global economy. Mm -hmm. You have the petrodollar, mm -hmm. United States led Western mm -hmm. um, block. You have the petro yuan, mm -hmm. which is the China led Eastern block. Mm -hmm. And you have crypto, which mm -hmm. is an opt out of each of those systems. It's, right. not, it's not based in any particular geography mm -hmm. or political jurisdiction, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons it's cool. Yeah. Um, and Use so, the word cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it offers an opportunity to be outside. You don't, you, you kind of need to be in one of those to operate in the physical world, right? Right. Like meet space, you know, it's like physical reality. It's like yeah, we live guns in the 3D. And steel, it's food, it's land, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's still like, you know, people come in a truck full of guys with like M16s. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they have power, right? Like botching, they're not going to help you. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're in the abstract like economic kind of like energy realms like money is magic it's all made up it's literally I love that you said that yeah because like, this is like more I get onto this path the yeah. more I'm like like people talk about is energy but getting into really like it, yeah. it is energy flowing it's literally it's what sorcery. it is it, it's literally a fucking piece of paper yeah you think, know? About, think about a piece of paper look at it sorcery it yeah it is it <laughs> no, is literally no I mean look, so hear me out I'm hearing you this is a, it's a, it's a Piece of paper. I wish you guys could see this. Yeah. He's giving me graphics here, <laughs> visualizations. I'm like, okay, show me. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. It's got a bunch of symbols on it, uh -huh. right? And there's literally someone's signature. Yeah. Right. And they just wave their hands over the thing. Uh -huh. They have value, right? Ooh. And I can give it to you, and it represents an energetic transfer. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Of power, will, whatever. Right. Same thing with like a a legal contract. Yeah, right? and that's all that that's all that money really is. And I will kind of put this more into like my my little coaching sense. Like literally, yeah. when I energetically send over a contract to someone and they're signing that, like yeah. there there's a shift that happens right in that moment. Or even when people make investment, right? People come into my programs or whatever it is. Like it, this is in any form, mm -hmm. it it energetically does something for you. So it is yeah. true. Like it does. We give it that power, but it also this is energy. Yeah, you know. And like. Taking out a loan, taking out a mortgage, right? It's like, oh, there's this contract, and then someone waves their hand over it, and like, now you own this house. Magic. It's yours. Wow, crazy. Okay, but it's just the place. Like, uh -huh. does it really? Do I really own it? Is any of this really mine? Is this body really mine? Is this? It's all just a way of like coming and going, right? Like it'll all yeah. move on at some point. It'll it'll change mm -hmm. form. Mm -hmm. um, so thinking about legal system, money, governance from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Is really interesting, right? Um, and so cool. Petrodollar, that system exists. Mm -hmm. Petrowan, that system exists. And with crypto, mm -hmm. that also exists. But instead of having to just trust people mm -hmm. and allowing them to kind of weave that magic, we're able to people still weave the magic, but they can they can write the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. And everybody who's involved knows that those rules can't be changed, right? They're they're much more mm -hmm. clear. Yeah. Um, and so for us with, with NFTs as 
the representation of a contract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really the contract, it's the asset saying like, oh, Sarah owns this house, right? Um, and it's a multi-venture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, so we know that you own this asset. And what our lending protocol did was um, allow you to match with a lender. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like basically collapsing a bunch of different actors in the current system, at least in Boulder, Colorado, to, to take out a mortgage you mm-hmm. need. Um, you got to go to the county registrar who holds like record of all the titles. You got to have a title company. You got to have an escrow agent. You got to have a mortgage agent. You got to like you, you know, got a lot of people. You need the a team. lot of people, right? You yep. need a whole, and they're there just to whole manage community. like the legal and regulatory landscape yeah. of this U.S.-based legal system. So much sorcery going on. Yeah, totally. And we'll and 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 with with blockchains, it's like oh, we can actually encode all of that into mm. into um, into code. Right. So now it's just a program, and we know that the rules are set up, and they can't change. Mm-hmm. So we don't. We can trust that that mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually we don't have to trust. It's, it's mm-hmm. trustless. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, okay, I can execute a loan. And the part that was really innovative from our perspective was then once the loan exists, in the traditional world, um, banks typically will sell that loan right away, right? Mm-hmm. But but essentially what banks are doing is they're squatting on value. Mm-hmm. And there's this concept of a harbinger tax. So this is even more esoteric. Um, we invented something called a harbinger style lending auction. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that we've turned every loan into a public good. Mm-hmm. So no bank or lender mm-hmm. ever owns the loan, mm-hmm. right? So right now- This is where the values kind of come in or what? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm following. I'm like proud yes. of myself. Even, yeah. You know. So, um, so in the traditional world right now, like once you take out the loan, you can you can do an adjustable adjustable rate mortgage, but mm-hmm. typically your terms get worse. Yeah. Right. You can do a fixed rate mortgage, where it's just set for thirty years or whatever. Right? Okay. Um, and but what happens over time is typically not always, but typically the value of the house or the land goes up. Mm. And every month, you're paying down your paying down your mortgage, so the risk goes down. Mm-hmm. So over time, more value, less risk. Mm-hmm. That deserves better terms, mm-hmm. right? Than what got set out at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So banks are actually squatting on value. Mm-hmm. Over time, mm-hmm. they have more value and less risk. So now, in your case, what would happen? And and real quick, borrowers then have a really hard time refinancing, right? It's a bunch of money, time, effort, legal expense mm-hmm. to try to refinance to get different terms, mm-hmm. right? What works for them. In our case, loans are now a public good and banks have to compete continually mm-hmm. to maintain exposure to the debt, mm-hmm. the revenue from the debt. Mm-hmm. And so at any time, a bank, another bank or, mm-hmm. or lender can buy out the loan if they're willing to provide better terms. Mm-hmm. So if they want exposure to another revenue stream, mm-hmm. they can simply offer better terms and buy out the current lender. Mm-hmm. And the current lender can't stop them. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have this competition in the secondary debt market where instead of banks being able to squat on value and capital, mm-hmm. they now have to continually reprice mm-hmm. the risk on the loan mm-hmm. and the value of that that revenue mm-hmm. while the borrower just automatically gets better terms how good would it be if you just got an email saying hey 25 basis points less on your interest payment this, this month they're like yeah you have you owe a hundred dollars less every month 
or you have so it's access, really serving the highest good of the people. You have access to oh, hundred thousand dollars more on your on your credit line, yeah, because another bank bought out your loan and is offering you more. Yeah, yeah. And like you don't have to do anything; it just happened. Um, so it's taking power from banks and incumbents and giving it back to the people. And so that's how we're... Which, if we're bridging and going into the yeah. spiritual quote-unquote lens, yeah. it's like allowing, yeah, this greatest, highest good to come through. Like, what are we actually wanting to do? We want to give yeah. the power to, to the yeah. people. It's kind of like what's happening yeah. in it's this judo, shift we're in, you know? Judoing the global financial system yeah. um, to do less harm. Yeah, yeah. cause less suffering. Thank goodness world. for brains like yours, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I would not, like, n- no one's yeah. come on this podcast to even talk about something remotely, so I hope you guys are enjoying this <laughs> lovely, brilliant-minded yeah. conversation. But it's yeah. true, though, because, like, when we're really looking at it, like, a lot of us are talking about, you know, some of these concepts maybe more in the feminine way, and we're going to kind of go dive into yeah. some other topics, which will be true. fun. But, like, this is something so real. Like, if we're talking about, like, government and banks and power and yeah. money, like, these things Absolutely. that are, it's it is masculine, and it's, energetic and when we're talking about this paradigm shift we're having it's putting kind of more of these concrete things it's like well what does that mean in this sense mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like grounding it into the 3d which i think we do really need to sit and educate ourselves with sometimes and have these types of conversations like i didn't know this was going to go here but i think it's fascinating and i love that you know it kind of ties in more tangible what you mean by the values and tying that in it gives like hey this is actually what's happening mm-hmm. and we're giving the power to the people and anything for me like I might not know this this is like your language and stuff but in my mind and my heart I can feel it's like oh wow we're actually giving that back to the people and doing better good in this world to support them in whatever it is you know so yeah I'll add that that product failed uh, for a number of reasons well thanks for being on you know like uh, yeah. this is the, the vulnerability I think, aspect I think that it um could it work? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were different things in the market, timing, mm-hmm. me, my co-founder, different stuff with the company. Right. So many different factors that led to that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's you can still use it. It still works. It's still on the blockchain. Like, there's still a front end. People can use it. But, um, yeah, it's not. No one is right now. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But, I mean, even, like, looking at that, like, that just gives people context of, like, what is possible out there and yeah. what we're moving towards and what is this... I think sometimes like we get like, oh, we're switching to this new earth or we're having a paradigm shift right now or the consciousness of the planet's changing. It's like, this is just like an idea of something really tangible because money is something we have to work with in the 3D. Um, We do have systems. Like, yes, I kind of live in this bubble in Costa Rica where I feel sometimes like I'm not plugged into that at all. But the the actuality of that is like, you know, I am from the US, I have family there, friends there, and like there's still systems and things I'm plugged into. And it's like, what are we actually moving towards and how, what is actually happening? in this and how can we move more towards that yep in all the ways yep amazing well thanks for sharing your wisdom on that yeah, nerd yeah. out in the thanks hardcore masculine here <laughs> um yeah. speaking of masculine we can kind of pivot now and talk about it because i know something for you that's been present and i want to like really i'm probably going to ask some fun questions and i say fun like i just like playing like i want to play with your mind a little bit in this yeah. conversation of you know we hear people talking about the divine masculine often I feel like sometimes it's kind of this like phrase people use and it's like, what does that actually mean to you when we're talking about getting into that? Like we're in this era and a lot of the spiritual community or even outside, we hear these terms, divine masculine, divine feminine, sacred union, um, holding what that actually, and like, what is that to you? And yeah, we can kind of dive in there. Because I feel like so it's starting, starting with the sacred or the divine masculine. Yeah, because that was something that you're like, wow, I'm actually really step like I'm embodying this right now. I'm stepping yeah. into this more and more, and 
yeah, for just listeners to really go, because I think there's a lot of, first of all, there's men and women that listen to this, but also like a lot of women are calling in the divine masculine, right? (laughs) Or, you know, men are like, oh, I'm really stepping into my divine masculine. And like, Mm -hmm. there's, so I just want to like have more of a conversation around what this actually means and what that's looking like for you, because it might be a different perspective, you know? Sure. Yeah. We talked about some things too, when we dropped in last and I'm like, we'll probably go into some rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with I'm still learning, for sure. Of course, um, as we all are yeah. on this podcast. Um, yeah, for me, my experience right now has been, one, like having a strong practice, a mm-hmm. strong spiritual practice for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that goes for anybody, Yeah. masculine or feminine. Right. And that can look in a lot of different ways. For mm-hmm. me, that is sitting meditation, mm-hmm. um, connection with nature. Mm-hmm. When I'm here surfing, spending time with the ocean and on the beach and in the forest, mm-hmm. back home, it's a lot of like trail running, mountain biking, skiing. Mm-hmm. It's also time in the forest. Um, I recently started a rave practice, mm-hmm. um, which is a tobacco-based snuff. Yeah. Um, While well, we connect, I was giving you the yeah. hookup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that has felt really potent for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as a it's a it's a ceremony mm-hmm. right it's like sitting with a medicine yeah um and that is really really powerful um it's a form of spiritual intimacy yeah. um which is something i'd love to touch on in a bit too but uh yeah yeah because we haven't really i haven't gone there with anyone yeah. in this realm yeah to, to, to what we're going to go into so stay yeah. tuned guys yeah um and it's spiritual intimacy with self Right, that's what the practice is. Mm. Like, how in tune am I? And like, we all want emotional, physical intimacy, but what does spiritual intimacy look like? Mm. Um, and so, whether masculine or feminine, it's like, okay, like, okay, what is the divine, divine masculine, divine feminine? Yep. Well, it, it like has, it has expectations and a story behind it already. By just using the word divine, <laughs> it, it implies spiritual or uh, sometimes. And so yeah. it's like, well okay, you want to call that in or you want to, like, be that yourself, well, mm-hmm. like, what's your practice? How are you creating that? How are you cultivating yeah, are you this I'm hearing? That, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, so for me, it's been consistent practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I'm there... Which is that structure, the masculine yeah. and that framework. Yeah. 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 Um, and then once I'm there and I'm tuned in, mm-hmm. um, you know, the masculine feels more yeah structure supporting mm-hmm. um sometimes a bit firm there's there's like uh mm-hmm. being the warrior of the tribe right mm-hmm. like doing man shit like pounding our chests and like you know growling and yeah, and yeah. like kind of yelling at each other mm-hmm. in this wholesome way but sometimes not wholesome sometimes the masculine needs to mm-hmm. to like you know hold space and and scare away or fight the bad guy yeah right? we were One talking earlier guys. like that aspect of protection you yeah, know like that is exactly. like yeah um and so it's kind of embodying that courage and strength mm-hmm. um and supporting and kind of allowing the feminine to to do what they will right mm-hmm. whatever that is like mm-hmm. i got you yeah, whatever, yeah whatever your process is mm-hmm. i got you yeah um you're safe you're yeah. held mm-hmm. um yeah everything's okay and so, um, 
there's literally like an ease in my body when you say that like it's because this is what it gives the feminine and we all I've mentioned this on several podcasts before like we all need to have masculine and feminine within that we can't obviously be in one but if we're talking about the like the divine masculine holding like in a male and in the female being in that more divine feminine it's knowing that oh like regardless of the waves even when I saw you last time I was like I'm feeling tender in this and I just got my bleed and I'm in this process with my healing and you know what I mean and like I think you even um at one point when we were sitting down you were like let's just take some breaths <laughs> and you kind of like opened up that space of just like and you like guided it and led and I was just like oh you know and just could like sink in and I was like oh that's what I needed and like that was just like a mini microcosm example of that you know at an essence yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and of course that can go in so many facets and forms but i just wanted to give that like micro example of just even the few times that we've met of like that was my experience of it and i was like oh yeah oh. and then i felt like better after you know mm-hmm. and it was like it's okay like all this is moving through you and just okay yeah we're here and it was yeah. like a container for me yeah yeah totally yeah and then and then the relationship between the masculine and the feminine you mm-hmm. know last topic um, recently, it's kind of a, a spiritual sister who's mm-hmm. I got to drop in with recently, mm-hmm. and um, you know we were talking a lot about the different types of intimacy. Yeah, I want to uh, dive in here. For yeah, sure. so I've been reading this book called um, Fidelity mm-hmm. by Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a famous Vietnamese Buddhist monk. He's prolific. He has like seventy books or something like that. If you do, we read know. all the monk books. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you, you, you are a monk in a past life. Probably were a monk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah perhaps. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely one of my greatest teachers. Mm. I've never met him, but like, he's just such a beautiful uh, spirit. He's mm. he's now he passed away a couple years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, but like, just such a tender, compassionate, mm. just deep teacher um so any, any yeah, we, books, we like those <laughs> I, I highly recommend but this book was called fidelity okay cool how to create loving relationships that last mm, i've heard um, of this before have not read it so yeah yeah um and he talks about a number of different things but the the biggest one at the beginning of the book he is talking about the different types of intimacy mm-hmm. so emotional physical and spiritual and he's he talks about how in our modern society Mm-hmm. We it, it teaches us typically to go physical intimacy first, then emotional intimacy, mm. and physical and emotional intimacy are inherently linked. You can't have physical intimacy and not grow emotional intimacy. Mm. But this emotional intimacy is like, it's not based in just emotional intimacy, there's there's physical right, mm. at the foundation. Well, and it's then so me, fascinating to uh, hear it in this lens because this is how it's linked in society, you know, like the framework of it. Yeah. And then maybe if you're lucky... You'll get to spiritual intimacy. Maybe. Yeah. And speaking from my past experience, like, since when I wasn't in that realm, like, it's, like, hard to pinpoint because I was, like, not as aware, but it's, like, did I even reach that ever, you know? Now different, of course, but it is. And a lot of listeners know, like, I talk about that in sense of physical body, spiritual body, emotional body, all these things, but I love that we're using it in the frame of just really intimacy in general, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, we all want intimacy. Yeah. Different kinds. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the book, you know, well, in, in general, that pattern mm-hmm. is not super stable. It's not like a mm. really firm foundation. Mm-hmm. It's physical first, then emotional, then maybe spiritual. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he suggests, um, you know, can we start at emotional intimacy? 
Um, and then can we grow the emotional intimacy into spiritual intimacy? And, mm-hmm. and spiritual intimacy looks like mm-hmm. um, looks like maybe meditation or prayer or some sort of ceremony, mm-hmm. right? Me and that spiritual sister sat with Rape together, mm-hmm. and that was that was part of the opening for my my non Rape practice um, mm-hmm. because it was such a beautiful way to set down the emotional physical intimacy that was kind of bubbling up, mm-hmm. and I was. It was just being with my own energy, my own flow. Mm. And then being there with just her, I could feel her energy and her flow. Like, okay, well, what is yeah. our relationship together in a spiritual context? Like, yeah, how yeah. are we actually being together? Like, mm. what else is coming up for you? How can I honor and respect you fully in your whole being? Mm-hmm. Not just in the emotional or physical, mm-hmm. but also, like, your deep spiritual self and yeah. my deep spiritual self. How do I relate to you in that? Mm. Uh, what a beautiful gift. What an amazing, intimate mm-hmm. thing. And something that I had never really experienced before in mm-hmm. a relationship. It was very new for both of us. Mm-hmm. I did. I don't want to speak for her entirely, but that was my experience. It was very new for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wow, how amazing, how incredible, what an honor um, to be in that space. It's sacred, you know? Yeah. Um, how would you define... And I use to find very lightly, however you want to express. We can be more in the feminine essence there, spiritual sure. self. When people are like listening to this, maybe and they're like, oh, I want spiritual intimacy. Yeah. Connecting with spiritual self. Like, how yeah. would you put that into words? Yeah. Um, kind of harder. Right before, I, right before I answer that, I'm going to just like put a bow on the, the Thich Nhat Han. So yeah. he's saying this, you know, emotional, then spiritual, then mm-hmm. physical intimacy. If, you're, if it's worthy, mm-hmm. Of physical intimacy, then we can go there, right? Wow, love um, that. Yeah, so true. Yeah, this is like kind of so, repatterning, re-imprinting of right. like what actually. I don't want to say, but actually serves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like right. the patterning of what is most supportive, but yeah. a lot of us are not. Yeah, going in that. Direction. Can we build a relationship? Can we be friends? You know, do we connect? Do we actually enjoy spending time together? Yeah. Like actually, right. is it actually fun? <laughs> Does it actually feel good? Yeah. Or is it, or do I might am I just horny and like oh you turn me on? Yeah, and right. and this is where I want you guys to take these things in actual concepts. Which we can even talk a little bit about that. But I'm even thinking of my personal self, like past there. I'm saying this is like several years ago because as they've known, like I've been on this journey of really reshaping all of that the last several years. But old Sarah, it would be like physical it, immediately it would be like of course wow he's hot and yeah. let's and that's jump still on valuable that. there's there's a reason like trusting trusting that sensation yeah be like oh i trust you but, oh there's that that experience is happening oh okay there's something to pay attention to but i don't need to like grab, grab. and immediately go for it yeah exactly it's um, more of like it's connecting like it's really getting honest with yourself is what i'm hearing of like yeah hey do we actually like can we connect before we have this like primal yeah. that doesn't mean like oh we can't like touch cuddle or, or touch or whatever right but like course. yeah the, <laughs> the being is you know in my experience it's, it's a sacred garden right it's like this yeah. walled protected space that's like mm. my family my lineage my my like yeah deep spiritual spiritual self which we'll touch on in a second but um mm-hmm. you know that's like i don't want to invite just anybody into that right? yeah, yeah it's deeply sacred it's, yeah absolutely <laughs> it's secret um and so okay emotional intimacy mm-hmm. spiritual intimacy seeing each other truly seeing self truly mm-hmm. and then if it's worthy deep physical intimacy mm-hmm. um and Han talks about that 
being a much more firm foundation for creating a loving relationship. Uh, I love that so much and I so yeah. resonate and I so agree. Yeah. That literally just put like words to my journey, you know? Yeah. So totally. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, anything else alive for you? Do you want to touch on anything or do you want to go into the, the spiritual self? As yeah, I definitely do. I think I, one thing that's like present for me that I would just share that's on my heart is like, yeah, just really looking this situationally, not making yourself wrong or right. Like I think past Sarah self would be so hard on herself of, yeah, just like my journey has been such a self-love journey as a lot of you guys know, I've shared on this on prior episodes. Um, it's like looking at, yeah, maybe how I was interacting with the world, but I think we'll go into spiritual self, but me gaining whatever you want to call this path, it's like you gain a level of self-love that comes with it. And it's an evolution for that to be sacred. It's not just conceptual words that you put like sec- like sexuality and physical uh, connection with someone that it's sacred, right? You can say those words, but what does that actually mean? It's a, a feeling and it's an experience. And like speaking from my own journey, and I haven't spoken to it that much, but I've, I've been celibate and it was intentionally in the beginning since my last partnership. And like, that's the level of intimacy I have with myself now, which holy shit, if you would have talked to Sarah a few years ago, like that wasn't my last or two breakups prior to that. It wasn't like that. Let's say I don't need to go into details with it. It was very destructive, Mm -hmm. but now the level I'm at, it's like, that is so sacred. And I've even had these levels of intimacy building up to that. And based on situational things, like it's been like, oh, actually, we're not going to go there, though, because that is so intimate to me. And like there's maybe that misalignment that or oh, it's not worth like you were saying, going there because of what is. Um, so I just it's just like the amount of sacredness that can come into that physical realm and the amount of intimacy that you can even experience going into those other realms. Are, it's it, there's almost like there's such a depth you can experience even within those those realms, <laughs> emotional and spiritual, yeah. that it's like that that physical is almost just like the cherry on top of just connecting even deeper, of course. But like you can really gain a lot through those two. So if people start looking at that and really like taking that in and experiencing that, like mm, I've known people that I haven't been physically intimate with on such insanely deep levels. It, that maybe in the past I would have been like, oh, we've connected so deeply, but it was more primal, physical, and we did, we touched on the other realms, but like, there's so much um, bandwidth and the levels that you can reach on those and depth that you can have in them. So mm-hmm. it just is that foundational framework from what you're saying from his book of like, really what that can build to to. To build on a relationship or a connection so I just yeah I haven't heard it like that so I'm just like oh I love it even though it's like I knew it in my being it's like yeah yeah that's the words to it so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, some, and some labels that are coming up for me and mm-hmm. kind of part of the levels right mm-hmm. and so it's like um, there's like a there's a song that I've been listening to recently that kind of is inspiring this um, yeah but it's sure. like and it's like um, turning friends into lovers, running with the wolves, fire away, or something like that, or are the lyrics. What's the song called? So, we know. Um, the Dance and the Wonder. No, is that it? Mm. Um, nice. It's such a sick song. You should add it to this podcast. I will. I'll put yeah. it in show notes yeah. for you guys. Um, and, and so it, it, it occurs to me that, like, okay, emotional intimacy is kind of like friends, right? Okay. Yep. Um, the spiritual intimacy is kind of this brother sister. It's like spiritual family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kind of level, um, and that then can maybe turn into lover. Yeah. Right. 
turning friends into lovers. So traversing, oh, I love this right traversing now. this path yeah. of like, okay, I'm building emotional intimacy, we're friends. Yep. Building spiritual intimacy, we're, we're like family, brothers and sisters. Mm, right? mm-hmm. um, and then in physical intimacy, deep physical intimacy, we're, mm. we're lovers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like, that's just coming up for me right now. Yeah, um, all different but iterations I, but too. I love, I love that kind of um, f- way of framing it and um, getting to have a common language to then speak about what yeah. is our relationship where are we on that relationship what boundaries do we have how do we honor and respect each other most fully mm-hmm. you know can i can i revoke mm-hmm. you know a uh mm-hmm. a level of intimacy of course it kind of gives a fr- it gives that framework too of intimacy to look at your building process mm-hmm. and also not that we need to categorize or label but it kind of gives this like spectrum i look at a lot of things on mm-hmm. spectrum because i work with a lot of kids yeah. and adults and teens with the autism spectrum and then when i go to flow state that that's a spectrum too like all these things of my avenue so i, I like looking at it on the spectrum and it's like looking at intimacy because intimacy there's there's so many realms that we can dive into so it kind of gives like oh have we touched on that like where are we in that and then that opens up a conversation and kind of a pathway to explore more Mm -hmm. and deeper yeah yeah do you want to give more hmm, like we can just touch on each one a little bit each one on what? Like the you said what was the first one that you said emotional emotional and friends yeah friends so chat about that a little bit what does emotional intimacy look like? Yeah, what could that look like? What is, yeah. Yeah, um, hmm. Emotional intimacy feels like um, sharing story, sharing experience, mm-hmm. right? Like, who are you? Where have you been? What's happening for you? What's mm-hmm. alive for you? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling? What's happening in your body? Not just mm-hmm. your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts too, but also how, yeah, what's what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, now we're watching the sunset at the beach, mm-hmm. right? Like, what a beautiful experience. Or mm-hmm. going surfing, or running in the mountains, mm-hmm. or having a meal together. Right? All of those things mm-hmm. can be an emotional experience. There also There's like a physical element, sure, you're kind of embodied there. Of course. But right. there doesn't have to be like physical intimacy in any of those. No. Um, it can just be communication and shared experience. Mm-hmm. That's like to me, that's what a friend is, right? It's the basis of connection, like just Absolutely. connection in the most in basic sense of yeah. like, yeah. do we connect? Do yeah. we vibe together? Do in Sarah feel? words, like, yeah. do we, how, how are we interacting yeah. together? How do we, How yeah. do I feel when I'm with you? Yeah, right? yeah. How do you feel when you're with me? And, and like, does that? Do we kind of have this synergy that that? the vibes are just keep growing and it's just yeah. more and more fun yeah um are Which, we there are we there to support each other when things are hard and yes. things aren't fun do we still want to be in the mm-hmm. same space together can we hold that can someone mm-hmm. support the other when they're not feeling so good when they're sick um or like going through heartbreak mm-hmm. or any of the other multitude of things that come up in life like that's a true friend um, yeah. And what's coming up for me too around this is that I'm not saying it needs to take like light years of time. Like you can get deep with someone quickly and there. build a connection yeah. very quickly. So you You're like, oh, there's something there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And Anna can yes. look in the basis of a bunch of different things. Like even like, wow, we just, we connect well. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, maybe we go to the spirit. Like even when we dropped in at the store, I was like, oh, like we can, we can have a, what, it was like a two and a half hour conversation. It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah we were just sharing, connecting, going into that. So it's just 
do we connect? Do we desire to even connect? You know, because um, there's some people I'm sure, we, I mean, you're not going to vibe with every human. You shouldn't want to. Then you're not being your authentic self. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not going to vibe with everyone. And sometimes it's like, oh, OK, which there's nothing wrong. But it's like at the most basic level is what I'm hearing is like, do can we connect and sharing experiences in that? But I like mm-hmm. that you put context to it because someone might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've done the friend. It's like, have you shared experiences? Are you, you know, yeah. these types of things? Yeah. So. Do you actually like spending time together? Does it feel good to be together? Yeah. just doing whatever and not touching each other yeah <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. You know? we gotta talk about this in a real sense here yeah okay beautiful let's move to the the next level spiritual um intimacy that's what you said right spiritual intimacy yeah yeah so what, what does this speak into that yeah i think spiritual intimacy it's something i'm less familiar with like there's which is the self but like spiritual intimacy with another person or group of people is like well, maybe let's start with self yeah. How is that feeling? Like, you well, speak from your own experience, of course, you know, and I can even share too, but... Yeah, so, um, but yeah, spiritual intimacy with self, a relationship or group of people, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's something I'm still learning about. I have some experience with, but I'm still learning. Um, yeah, yeah. So... For all students of life here. Yeah. Um, yeah, with self, I think it's, yeah, it's, as I said earlier, it's the practice. Yeah. Like, can I sit with myself and quiet the noise of the world mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. Um, noise of my own mind down mm-hmm. um, so at the monastery one of the things that I learned that was deeply impactful for me mm. was yeah share some nuggets yeah um, so we're all energetic beings mm-hmm. I believe in an experience we're all just energetic beings where there is a flow of energy generally through the central channel I believe that there are energetic centers, sometimes called the chakras, um, that we can sense through in our physical body. Right. Um, The root, the sacral, um, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. Um, Each of them have a different relationship to different things and can bring through um, different senses. Yeah. for me, mm. um, I tend to be a flight type, mm. um, and one can mm. attempt to control your reality mm. by flighting into mm. your mind, mm. right? So we're this, these energetic beings, mm-hmm. um, and when we want to stop an experience from happening, mm. Um, or hold on to an experience mm-hmm. that we really enjoy mm-hmm. and control our reality, mm-hmm. then we can, well, we're st- actually stopping the flow of energy through the body. Mm-hmm. And our thoughts, both mm-hmm. visual and auditory, mm-hmm. and our emotions mm-hmm. are ways to control our reality mm-hmm. and either stop something from happening or hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the, the stopping of that experience stopping the flow of energy that is painful and um, so it's a really deep yeah really deep learning for me and it's still something I'm practicing all the time but in in meditation in my meditation practice part of it is always no, I mean, not mine. Letting go of the mind. I do one of my core practices. I love called, watching you do it. Like, I'm just, like, the, seeing yeah. your process with it. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is him doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my core practices and techniques is called noting. Noting is simply noting what is happening in the moment. 
Right. Like I'm hearing the buzzsaw outside. I'm seeing yeah. Sarah. Costa Rica stuff. Yeah. If, if yeah. you're here, like we, we yeah. deal with these things. I'm like, all right, they said the construct. I'm like, we're doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm feeling the emotion. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling whatever, right? I am, you know, I'm, okay, I'm feeling my now. Those were all the inner experiences. Right. Or actually, no, those were, those were all outer experiences. So feeling myself in the chair. So you have, you have seeing, hearing, feeling on the outside. Mm -hmm. And then on the inside, oh, I'm having a visual thought of my spiritual sister. I'm mm -hmm. having a, um, an auditory thought of thinking about where I'm going to be tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm having an inner emotion of excitement, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. those are all just sensations arising in the moment, Yeah. right? But there also can be ways for that I am trying to shape and control my reality. Right, this stay, is so stay, good. Stay, stay in control. There's going to be so many people that can resonate yeah. with this. Yeah, staying in control of my reality. Am I safe? Am I okay? Is everything okay? I'm trying to and sensing and like that's what the ego does. It tries to keep us safe. Of course, it's totally normal and okay. And I think in spiritual intimacy, it is being aware mm. of that as not me, not mine. That is actually not me. That is a sensation arising in the moment. Which is so nice to put the distance and the space to observe because then yeah. it allows you to, like that was literally in yoga teacher training, it was like being the observer. It's like, oh, that's not me, but this is happening yeah, in my happening. experience. Yeah, it's yeah. happening to my body, to my ego, right? Yeah. Um, it's still completely real and valid. You shouldn't ignore it. We're not trying to throw away the ego. No. Um, the cost of enlightenment <laughs> is the ego, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. someone once told me. Yeah. Um, and that's maybe not something you really want to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because we need it's beneficial for us. Yeah, and there's things that we can work with within that is what I'm hearing. Yeah, and so spiritual intimacy is being aware of the flow of that energetic flow, and ideally, mm -hmm. being in a position where I'm not grasping or pushing away any particular experience. I'm just allowing it to arise, mm -hmm. and I can actually then have a practice of inquiry. Like, oh, I'm feeling sad. This morning I was feeling sad. Yeah. Like, why? Mm. What, what is this? Why, why do I feel sad? Like, mm. oh, I feel maybe a little bit of abandonment, or mm. I feel like my masculine doesn't have something to, like, hold. Like, mm. you know, I, I felt like, oh, I had this thing, and I got to just express myself so fully and hold and be in support. Mm. Um wow, that felt so good, I want more of that, right? I was trying to hold on, mm -hmm. um, trying to control my experience. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I trust you. I surrender sadness, I trust you. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you here? Like, why? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I don't have something to hold. I don't feel like the same amount of purpose, maybe. Right? Which is so um, normal for the divine masculine. Yeah, like, you want to, totally. like, this is what you, yeah. this is the dynamic of it. Exactly. Yeah. So when the divine masculine doesn't have a divine feminine to, like, hold and support, and love, right? Yeah. Then it can turn sad or bitter or like needy and grasping, mm -hmm. right? Anxious. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, the spiritual, that's the, we're, we're kind of answering the question, like, what is the spiritual self? What's this flow, mm. right? Um, and can I be spiritually intimate with myself and that experience as it bubbles up into reality? Mm -hmm. And can I surrender to it? Can I trust that? With the one word coming through too is like being unattached to, right? Because if we're letting it surrender, it's like, yeah. it's a lot like I'm literally sitting here and like even within our interactions or any human beings interactions, like I, I, what I believe, like, you know, we all have our own sets of 
traumas, pattern, I mean, like the list, you know, the, the laundry list of the stuff. So if we can just sit with what is in our process, we are moving through the way that we are and things are, it's not to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Not at all. When we're letting this energy flow, it's like, huh, okay, this, eh. it's observation. And I think where deep spiritual intimacy can also happen is like obviously letting that flow and feeling that you can literally feel that when you're in tune with that with yourself and you're, then you're sharing it with someone else, you can feel that flow going. Mm-hmm. I feel it right now. I feel the looseness of the, it's energy. You can't really name it. You have to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can tell in body language and things like this and tone of voice and all of these things to an extent. But it's like letting all those things arise. But I think something beautiful is that when you can like really be intimate with someone, like you're able to kind of share within that process and then you meet and see each other so much more deeper. Absolutely. And that's and vulnerable. A, absolutely. It's vulnerable. And there's honor and respect there. Right? It's like, oh, this person <laughs> like, is going through their own process. Yeah. They're their own being. Mm-hmm. I trust you. Um you know, I know that you haven't abandoned me, right? Like, even though you're not here, like, oh, okay. Like, the love's still there. It's not like it's gone anywhere. Yeah. And, like, the thing that scares it away is being needy and graspy, right? That's like, oh, I Which honor, I our traumas, if we're not aware, can resort yeah. to. Absolutely. So it's, like, bringing a lot. It takes a lot of self-awareness in this journey. Yeah. And understanding of self as well. Yeah. You know, like, the deepening of that. Understanding Ooh. yourself more, having that spiritual intimacy with self as I deepen that with my own self, I'm able to really experience deeper that, that with others. deeper and with see others. them for yeah. their sacred garden and their own sacred path. Yeah. You've said this in Vibe, and I want you just to speak to it, because I've also heard of it too, and I, I just want people to, like, listeners, like, when you say sacred garden, and, like, talking about, yeah. almost, like, sharing that with the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speak into that a little bit. Yeah, my concept of, like, the sacred garden is... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is the spiritual self, and it's, like, my mm-hmm. lineage, my family, right? Seven generations in both directions. Right. And um, and just to cap, because this is really important to people that maybe have heard of this, haven't heard of this. Like, we're talking about, like, when you're doing this type of work and healing yourself in this way, like, you're healing seven generations behind and seven in front. Like, this isn't something mm-hmm. light. This is, like, very deep work that's shifting the lineage, your family's generations to come. So when mm-hmm. you think of having a child their children, their children, like that's just putting it into real context. Yeah. Like to me, it's like mind blowing almost how powerful it is. So yeah. I just wanted to cap on that quick. Yeah. So it's like, that's what you're honoring. That's what you're respecting in, in a relationship. And that's super deep. <laughs> that's super sacred. Right? Like, that's I'm like huge. laughing because it's so, like massive. It's way bigger <laughs> than most people think about it. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's, yeah. that's the bar actually. That's where it should be. Maybe it's even higher. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. But, it's like, but that, that's a bar. It's like me, what I'm learning about in the Divine Master. I'm like, oh, that's the fucking bar. Then that's what I'm protecting. That's what I'm supporting. Not just mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. Especially for myself first. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, mine. This is mine. Yeah. You know? It's sacred. Right? And I could maybe, I can yeah. choose to invite somebody in. Mm-hmm. And they can choose mm-hmm. to invite me into theirs mm-hmm. as well. Right? And that's, that's the sacred union. Mm. which what's coming through right now is it's looking at those levels of intimacy too Mm -hmm. I believe and this is from my perspective of course this isn't like factual Mm -hmm. but it's like we're moving through these layers of intimacy if we're going in his hierarchy of emotional spiritual physical um, you you really get to like build on that to discern who you want to actually allow into that extremely intimate space Mm -hmm. 
Um, speaking from someone that I would say I'm pretty open. It's interesting. I have this interesting relationship with intimacy. I'm sure a lot of women can probably relate. Like, I can go really deep quickly with someone, but then there's also my fears and my my ancestry and my lineage stuff of like the things that I literally feel going on viscerally in my body at times where I'm like, and it's having so much love and compassion for it. It's like, okay, cool, here we are. And like, this is not me, but it's in my being because of the generations before and the stuff that I'm working on and there's different layers and stuff. And okay, like there's much intimacy into me, into you I see, into me I see. It's like, the levels you can go with and that to let someone in there like I think working through that hierarchy that he gave is actually the beautiful pathway into being like oh is that someone I actually even want to let into that yeah and I wonder where that like even comes into play with like physical intimacy like when you're talking about like talking about your patterns or your ants like these types of really deep rooted things like where do you feel like that falls into play on that spectrum like for you say if you were you were talking to a woman right and you're you're building you have that connection there, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have spirit spiritual intimacy, physical. Like, would you not get physical with someone at this point of time, just out of mm-hmm. curiosity? Yeah, and then out of the transition, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, where does um, that fall? Well, first, first I'll say I think um, it's a process, right? All of it, all of it is a process. It's all building all the time, and yeah. so like, part of the, I was gonna say part of the masculine, part of the man's job. Uh-huh. But also the part of the women's job too. Yeah, co-creative is holding space. Like it's a process. It's, it's something that you have to learn. Like literally <laughs> learn how to do. Time and shared experience. Um, you know, it it takes. It's not just like, oh great, we like did rape once and now we had spiritual intimacy and like everything's amazing and like bah right okay cool yeah that's okay that's one experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's probably still fear and um, this is the vulnerable aspect yeah, of what intimacy really is it doesn't mean like totally. you guys are deeply connected and everything feels great and perfect it's like wow there's stuff and it's like actually really seeing and feeling someone and yeah. seeing well, yeah. them for like, oh what that's is. what's going on okay i see you clearly now yeah yeah I, and we can actually you, move with that yeah there's other things in your fields that need to be honored and respected like you're not quite ready for the full thing right now and and neither am i and like that's okay but like now I, I at least I can see that clearly and yeah. I can truly honor that and which is so fascinating when we think about I had a recent podcast that people like love like it, a lot of people listened to it and it was talking about emotionally unavailable men mm-hmm. a lot of women can this has been you know <laughs> yeah. we chatted about this as well yeah. when you talk about it in this context it's like going in and speaking from 3d reality experience like I've gone into these realms with men right mm-hmm. of course like in my path and several ways several different versions of Sarah and it's noticing like for an example a very 3d example of that is like you're getting into that emotional intimacy and even physical and you're going to these tender layers and levels and sharing yourself in that way and for my attachment style that I've been healing over time I don't even resonate with like oh the codependent the abandonment like this is that was my lineage and this is what I've been healing right Mm -hmm. and it's like usually that attracts the avoidant Mm-hmm. you know someone healing that of course because I've been on this path and like that's different levels and things but it's in that space holding aspect that you're talking about that's going to those layers and then that almost being too much for the divine masculine let's say in that case and like instead of that space holding it's the withdrawal 
them. Ooh, that's because it, it touches these spaces where it's if you don't have that emotional availability and capacity mm -hmm. for self, you're going into it with someone else. Mm -hmm. Fear and these things can come up, but it's like, can you breathe into that? And can you be in that? Can you let's can you ground? Relax can we relax in the intensity? Can we be here in this? Can you listen to what I'm saying yeah, and fully be here? Like, hey, this is this is not a space I'm willing to go into. This is enough. Exactly. Or what I've experienced in in the past, and I'm not saying like this isn't even like a recent example, but like the the classic avoidant would be like just dip in the fuck out because it's like I'm not going like I, I actually can't hold space for that. And, yeah. and which how, starts how much with does that self. Serve you? Yeah. Is that is that a fear? Are you can try and control your reality there. Yeah. Are you are you is it too intense? And so I just bounce. Not here to learn anymore. I'm and, just exiting. And sometimes that's really valuable. Sometimes that's really important. Yeah, Safety yeah. first, right? Yep. Uh, but in also, what sense, can, in what sense uh, would you say with that? Also, that can be um, it can be like sacrificing the opportunity. You know, where's the discernment piece for you within that? Like you were like, sometimes that's very uh, beneficial to, to dip out. Well, yeah, it's, if you're not safe, if it's like, yeah, this person's abusing me or yeah, this like person physically, is, yeah, like, like emotionally, just, yeah, like, or spiritually, right? Like yeah. there's all, all on all the, yeah, and all the levels of intimacy, it can be abused. Yep. And if there isn't safety mm. and that person isn't honoring and respecting you and mm -hmm. on any of the levels, then yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> I, I wanted you to put words to that because this yeah. is true. And then it's yeah. like the other side of the spectrum, which I've seen and been in before with the divine masculine right. coming from someone that has attracted emotionally unavailable yeah. is and not in every relationship, of course, but like it's mm, like there's that missed opportunity of what you're saying. Like if there is mm -hmm. safety there in those levels, but yeah. it's uncomfortable and there's an intensity yeah. there and a vulnerability of like, oh my gosh, this feels very close yeah. <laughs> and very intimate, literally of what right. that means. Like, Ooh, I, I feel you and I get you and I'm actually really seeing you. To, yeah. That can be, it's like creating that safety to actually be in that, but that's where missed opportunities can be. It's like, hey, do we want to keep dipping out? And I actually just listened mm -hmm. to a podcast recently that was fascinating. It was talking about ancestry and these things. Mm -hmm. This has been like my path recently, like very deep in that. And it's like, um, Sometimes it can be as simple, she said, I'm not taking credit for this, as being like, I'm going to actually choose the opposite. Like, yes, we're doing the healing work and all that, but it's like, hey, I usually dip out and I'm going to stay here right now and I'm going to actually train and teach myself to be safe in this with this person that I actually feel connected with on those levels and let's breathe into this and let's create space and whatever that looks like and yeah. I'm going to choose different. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this complicated thing of, hey, I'm avoiding, I do that. It's like, well, is that what you want to keep doing? Yeah. Or do you want to... Like, and in that space, like... You know, I know someone who's kind of in that practice, right? Yeah. Doing that. Yep. And does it serve you? Is this still, like dipping out? You mean? Yeah, so dipping out and, and consciously staying there. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm working on. I decided not to dip out. And she's thinking about it. Like, well, okay, where am I now? Yeah. How how is it working? Is it serving me fully? Is this my highest, truest self and path? Which is the most is important. There, are there other things that are coming up that are valuable? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I mean, it's a choice. Everything is a choice. Exactly. Right. Do you want to stay? Do you want to run? Is there a space in the middle? Is there, you know, some relationship that's, uh, you know, some dynamic that's yeah. possibly even thought about? I don't know. But it's like, yeah, honoring and respecting that process too. Which is the process. And it is making that, there's so much self-awareness that needs to be had in this type of space that we're talking about. But I think it is beautiful because it's meeting yourself where you are at in that process and being like, okay, hey, this is actually genuinely where I'm at and this feels true to me. And it's also 
yeah, deciding to really have that change because instead of um, attaching to, I'm sure a lot of people on this path can attach so deeply to the labels, right? Like I'm in lack, I'm in scarcity, I'm in codependency, I'm in a like the, the laundry list of those and like, yes, doing the work and that'll shift, but it's like, then it's consciously making that choice. Like this is changing actually with this experience because I really actually feel this right now. And this is actually where I'm at. And yes, I'm still scared all the things, but I don't need to keep attaching to the old. It's like that discernment of that shift actually happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's an interesting space because I'm sure a lot of people are playing in the space depending on whatever the pattern is, mm -hmm. what we're talking about or not. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, where are you at on that? Honest and truly. And yeah, like these are things that do get to change. Because you choose. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. This is this is the work. This is the work. This is the work. Is there any nuggets that I, I feel like that touched on a lot? No, so it was a, yeah. it was a good conversation. I told you we're gonna get in flow. Yeah. Well, literally, we, we with touched these on things. like what are the transitions from spiritual intimacy to physical? Like maybe we talk about that a little bit. You asked yeah, about yeah. that, and we kind of. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like, a lot of people are going to, like, we're in a in a vortex. Yeah. I knew we were going to get into it, and this yeah. is what I like in the podcast, and I think it cool. touches on some very powerful points if yeah. people are following this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the transition then for me, again, I'm still learning. Um, Thank you for capping that, and I'm going to also be like, we're all learning. It doesn't matter yeah. if we're these spiritual gurus or been on the path for eight years or five yeah. years or two years, uh, whatever. Perfect. We're not, no one's perfect. And yeah. I never say like, yes, I'm a, I say everyone I have on this podcast and myself included, I'm a walking devotee of lived experience and of course expertise in some areas, whatever that means. I try to unlabel all that because that's really done a lot of harm for me with my ego self, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's undoing all that. But it's like meeting. It's like, Hey, like I'm an active participant daily. And this is from mm -hmm. lived experience, which I think is the most powerful, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Um, so the transition feels like, okay, great. There is emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. Wow, amazing. We got into some spiritual intimacy. Wow, that feels really good. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's like, you know, some very light, like physical intimacy along the way. Right. Because um, there's attraction and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like cool. Um, then there's like an invitation. Yeah. Um, I was in a workshop recently where um, there was a line of women and a line of men. And we started with the, the men just kind of lined up and the women got to come up and just be in presence and observe the man, right? Mm -hmm. If they wanted to, they could, if, if a man, maybe basically all raise their hand, mm -hmm. anybody, does everybody consent to being touched if uh, a woman feels called, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so at least I raised my hand. Mm -hmm. and then different like, was there boundaries on the type of touch and like how that looked like and where um, I mean there can just be so much within that no but we were like a pretty we already had a high degree of intimacy in this group so it was like okay. um, you could kind of tell what was appropriate right okay. that's um, a lot of trust in that like this is like the levels yeah. of boundaries agreements these types of conversations that's what I was for curious sure. for sure yeah. um, and so yeah just got to sit there and kind of just be awash in the care and touch like being mm -hmm. seenness right. um, of the feminine, like wow, you know, hugs, so much and, power like, in touching that. on the chest, and like mm. kissing the forehead, like oh wow, my heart is just exploding with mm. beauty and joy, and mm -hmm. the divine um, feminine, the radiance, yeah, like, like oh mm. my god, it's we so watch, this is incredible. <laughs> um, uh, and then eventually we switched, 
yeah. right? And uh, there's a line of women and a line of men. Mm-hmm. And the men, in this exercise, the men could, could approach mm-hmm. and stand and observe the woman, but no touching. Very important. No mm-hmm. touching mm-hmm. unless there's an invitation. From the from, woman. From the woman. Yeah. From the feminine. Mm-hmm. Right? The masculine is holding space, mm-hmm. protecting, keeping safe. And if the woman doesn't feel safe or just doesn't want it, doesn't, you know, doesn't feel the need for that intimacy, okay. You know? And I can see and observe and look into your eyes and smile and, like, let mm-hmm. you know I've got you. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to touch you. Yeah. Right? Um, and so, or there can be, or and, not not really sure which is the right word there, but yeah. um, the feminine can, like, you know, extend a hand. They can come out and touch the face. They like can, an invitation in a physical yeah, way, they in can, a gesture. Exactly. They can gesture. They can, you know, take my hand and bring me into a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an invitation. Right? right. And so, in every case, the woman is approaching. Mm-hmm. In, in a truly... Um, this is interesting. I'm, I'm just, it's just now kind of coming through, right? Yeah, um, as it does. Yeah, in, in kind of the modern world right now, the man makes the first move. Yeah, right? th- this is the yeah. exact thought I'm <laughs> yeah. having. I'm like, yeah. interesting, because yeah. usually, right. like, we're, yeah. I just had a podcast literally talking about the polar opposite, but right. yeah. The man yeah. makes the first physical move, and the woman makes the first emotion. Which is a lot of typically. conversation, like, typically. opinions around this, but yeah. 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 Um, in, in this kind of dynamic we've been talking about, mm-hmm. um, the man makes the first emotional move, hmm. potentially. Creates a, creates a connection or an invitation to a connection. Mm-hmm. It could be by the woman too, I suppose. Which looks like eye gazing. Eye gazing which... or going on an adventure or okay. right, like something. And it doesn't have to be just the man. Right. But for physical intimacy, mm-hmm. the woman makes the first move. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it, again, it's squishy. But it's like to be... to, to what I like to, the word squishy. I'm going to yeah. start using this more <laughs> yeah. often. It's a little squishy here. But it's like becoming rotating through the levels, okay, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, uh-huh. and then physical intimacy, yeah. it's like only if the woman feels safe and mm. uh, held and, you know, trusts this other person, feels like she is open and available and capable yeah. of receiving this other person, Which, then there can be an invitation. Yeah. Which is right. the energetic flow of energy we were talking yeah. about. It's attuning to that and right. feeling that right. there. And there can also be boundaries. Yeah. It's actually feels really good to be a man mm-hmm. um, and to be in physical intimacy with somebody and she says okay that's enough and be okay yeah it's practicing boundaries yeah well it's just like oh there's there's something came up or there's just that's enough I don't need it anymore and it's just like okay and then and then as a man which could look like, like pause which could look yeah. like that's not okay which could look like this right. is this is the threshold and that's not a rejection necessarily right which depends on the inner work yeah. on the other side because yeah. guys can take this like i was going to say there's right. a whole lot of things going on with yeah. both of these experiences right. that but if you about. have that deep spiritual intimacy and right. we both respect and honor each other yeah then like okay it's not a rejection you're not saying, you're not telling me no get the fuck out it's yeah, and you can like, even just observe it this <laughs> is this is my boundary yeah this is that's all i needed i still i have i feel you know the emotional spiritual and the limit of my physical intimacy mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. and as a man like being with a woman who knows that or can feel that, can sense that for herself mm-hmm. and hold that boundary, like, oh, okay, now I don't have to walk on eggshells. I don't have to ask if it's okay. I don't have to, like, be worried about overstepping the boundary because then I, I touch it and then there's a, there's like, that's enough. And mm-hmm. we flow on, right? right? And we don't, we don't enter into additional intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like, what a gift. What, mm-hmm. a, what an honor. Um, yeah, yeah. 
and I'm sure it can all it can look so many different ways. What a beautiful um, practice, though. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this is this is it. This is the flow of conscious work within this. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of it has been unconscious, and if before this, I mean, we don't mm-hmm. get born into this world working with it like this. Mm-hmm. It's usually something else, and then it's flipping into this, and then it's like this play in this dance of energy, honestly, yeah. um, in different forms, and how that looks like. Yeah. What would you say being in what you just explained has given you access to? Um, what has it given me access to? I know it's kind of having you go into deeper thought of this, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's still fairly new for me, I would say. Like, it's all been learning in a process, but like, really articulating Mm -hmm. all of this is pretty fresh. Um, think of like the internal for you, not even like tangibly. Like, what has it given you access to? even divine masculine not even maybe using those words just like being able to practice and play within that scope of the levels of intimacy the boundaries the this uh training that you were at Mm -hmm. practicing that Mm -hmm. what has that given you access to what can you now access within you yeah just from that experience oh so many things so it's so deep so share a few beautiful um it doesn't need to be long when yeah but I mean, it's just, like, deep connection and reverence Mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. Recognizing my body is not me, not mine. Mm -hmm. It's just a wave Mm -hmm. rising, cresting, and falling, returning to the earth at some point. My Mm -hmm. spiritual self, same thing, just Mm -hmm. a wave. Mm -hmm. The more I try to hold, I can't, you literally cannot hold on to a wave. You can catch a wave, you can dance with it. Yeah, yeah. Right, but you can't hold on to it. You, it's like a, a and you try really hard. You can just put all yeah, yeah. of your every little ounce of your being into trying to hold on to that wave, and it's still gonna pass you by. Still gonna come and go. Yeah. And the thought of that's just hilarious. I'm like yeah. picturing a man just like trying to grip onto this like <laughs> massive wave, <laughs> yeah. and the woman's just like woo. Yeah. Like especially yeah, when I get women, really in... women can do it too. No, women yeah. can try to hold on to it all of the time. Of course, I've yeah. been in both. All the time. <laughs> I can resonate. Yeah. I, I get both ends of the spectrum. Sure. That's why I'm laughing at the co- like the joke yeah. of like what that looks like. Yeah. Like I just my own mind talking about <laughs> yeah. visualizations yeah. and the actuality of that. But yeah, yeah, I think what you're saying is is true. That's why I was curious with the access because I've played in different ways within this of. Yeah, not in a specific like training, but mm-hmm. in more just a practical sense of life and relating with humans. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's given me a lot more access to just like this deep sense of like honoring and respect. And so what's coming through is like, mm, this feels actually just so good. You know, it's clear. It's, um, and I think there's like levels and intensities of it. Sometimes I honestly think like it's too much jargon and too much this. It takes away from some of that natural flow sometimes, but I do think there's like this balance and you end up finding it with whoever you're experiencing that with and it's like oh yeah this actually feels really good and honoring and respectful and um i feel like what allows people to be in that essence of the divine feminine feminine divine masculine because you're kind of creating that container and these spaces and agreements and boundaries and all these things and that feels nourishing especially for a, a lot of women i mean majority of the world i would say a lot of women feel unsafe this is a big thing i've been creating safety for 31 years of my life you know in my body and like gaining that more and more through experience and of course lineage stuff like this has been was not my baseline Mm -hmm. and it's like oh okay we can actually create this and learn and train ourselves to experience it through self first and foremost but also through interactions like this that we're talking about it's like oh we can co-create this the deepest work is in relationship yeah you want to do the work 
that's the question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is one thing I did want to reflect on just briefly. We don't even need to touch on it, but it's like, um, you know, for people listening to this, I haven't had as many guys. And I think living in a conscious community, and this isn't to talk badly or say anything right or wrong or good, but it's like actually looking at like what the work actually means. I think there's different levels and intensities and ways of approaching it, of course. Um, it's not just going to dances and playing around and uh, being polyamorous. I'm not saying like th- there's some of this and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine if that's your jam. Sometimes that works. Sometimes yeah. that's what you need to learn. It, exactly. Yeah. And But like to really dive into this work and it doesn't look a certain way. Everyone's soul's path is unique and divine and beautiful and sacred like we've talked about. But the, like these things we're talking about, like when people question the work or maybe men listening to this are like, I'm kind of in it or am I in it or I have no idea. Like there's going to be all ends of the spectrum probably sure. listening to this. Yeah. Like this is tangibly like what we're talking about here. Like this is the work. And I'm actually like coaching someone right now who's a male. I've coached a lot of different men and different women as well. And I, um, yeah, it's bringing more of this aspect. It's not just about like these direct tools. Yes, that, but it's also the navigation of using all these things, practices, tools, whatever you want to call that to be like, oh, what you're navigating a life experience within that. And that's the meat and that's the gold and that's the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like there was this big, like yesterday in the session I had, and it was just like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. This, this actually is way more important and potent than doing X, Y, Z, the five times, it's like, okay. Not, get, say, yeah, say, yeah. say this mantra yeah. 20 times, yeah, yeah. and then, like, and then <laughs> turn, turn to the east and, and I'm abundant. four times. I'm like, abundant, yeah. I'm abundant, I'm abundant. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, 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 like we're missing the whole point then. But yes, we use these things as masculine container structure, whatever, whatever you want to call it, practices, like you even talked about, like this puts you into that to navigate then the experience of all these other things that go so broad and wide of, quote unquote, the work. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just wanted to put that in there. And like, I mean, this is why we're having this conversation. Like you're exploring these avenues. Like you said, you're like, I'm still learning in this. I'm newer in this. I am more well-versed in this. Like mm-hmm. this is just like the spectrum of someone actually being in the work, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think it can be used lightly sometimes in spiritual communities. Yeah. And there's different levels and intensities of it. Um, spiritual escapism. Yeah. Spiritual bypassing. Yeah. yeah, there's so many things that we can go into. We don't need to go into that rabbit hole, but I just yeah. wanted to preface that of like if someone's like, oh yeah, like connecting those dots. Totally. Amazing. Well, I do have last questions. Okay. Um, is there any last before I ask the closing questions? Is there any last nugget that you want to leave maybe for, I don't know, humanity or for men in general, especially because you're speaking from a male perspective and I don't have as many men on the podcast? That was really important to me. That's why I felt really called. I got that clear call. I'm like, come on, like let, let's do this little chit chat on here, mm-hmm. um, which has been so fruitful. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that you want to like leave them with or something that's just transpiring through this conversation. Mm-hmm. Not really. I feel pretty complete. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it really just like took form. I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. We went like super hyper-masculine money like these yeah. kind of things to full like i mean it's been the full spectrum but these are usually how it goes and i had a feeling it was going to be like this for us especially yeah. with some of the background you shared and stuff i'm like oh, this is gonna be an interesting flow so yeah, totally. yeah honor okay um okay so last closing questions i love asking every guest i have is hmm, what is bringing kevin the juiciest deepest fulfillment right now in any spectrum of your life. This could be in work. This could Surfing. be in life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, tell it's us. such a beautiful practice in communing with the ocean. And 
the other day I felt like I had a ceremony with the ocean. Like this, there's like this flock of like 50 Spiritual pelicans. surf bro. Yeah. 50 <laughs> pelicans. Like more than I'd ever seen in my life in one yeah. little group. And they came and they danced across this wave. And I was just like, oh, wow, beautiful. And I was like, you know, gratitude is amazing. I kind of watched them fly off in the distance mm. and then like just like turn straight back to the ocean. And there's this wave. It's just perfect. Like two paddles. It's in the perfect position. Like pop up and ride it all the way in. It was just like... Oh, oh, it's beautiful. Just like full flow. It's full so flow. funny because I wish people could see, like I'm watching your flow and I'm feeling the flow yeah. of energy and people can probably tune into that. But I'm like, yes, that's it. And yeah. like fun little fact, like surfing is literally one of the biggest things that you have to get into flow state almost when you're like yeah. riding waves and doing that. So it's just like the altered state or the level of spiritual experience you're having within it's surfing. It's you're literally, with surfing, it's amazing. You're literally <laughs> dancing with waves of energy. You cannot deny yeah, yeah. that you're you're dancing with spirit, with waves of energy. They're 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 these they, they move mm-hmm. as a cylinder through the mm-hmm. ocean, kind of spiritual or not spiritual, um, a cylindrical. Let's just shape. throw spiritual on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spiritual yeah, waves. Spiritual waves. I, the, I painted a spiritual wave yesterday. The, the, the spiritual yeah. surfboard that we get on, and then <laughs> yeah. we're having a spiritual yeah, experience I, and a spiritual I wave. I have in my backpack. I'll show it. I'll show it to you after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god, I'm dying yeah. right now. Um, I like. Well, I didn't know what I was painting. I was just kind of like blah, 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 blah. spiritual waves. Yes, and then, and then I like and then about you know three quarters of the way through, I was like, oh, it's a wave, oh. and it's <laughs> yeah, it's all trippy and shit. Anyways, um, but you can't deny it because it, it, so with it, they're traveling as cylinders mm-hmm. of energy through the ocean. The water doesn't actually move that much, mm. and they're they're created hundreds or thousands of miles away, right? And then you're on this little piece of foam with some fiberglass on it, uh-huh. and you're like watching the horizon. Right, and this wave comes. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see the like horizon ripple, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, there's something over there. Let me see. Oh, it's coming. I can see the energy coming. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's literally a wave of energy, and then it comes to the shore. As as the shore kind of like takes it, um, you know, comes into the incline, kind of hits that shore. This the cylinder kind of stands up and gets pushed up above sea mm-hmm. level, right, and that's where it actually starts to crest and um, turns into a pyramid, and then it falls in on itself, and it's dying. Right? It's dissipating into energy mm-hmm. and it's doing that. And as a surfer, you're trying to see that come. You see it starting to stand up. You want to like paddle into the right position. You get up to speed with it. And then as it's popping up and dying, you want to be right there. Right? Uh-huh. It's called the pocket. You want to be right. That's where all the energy is. Most, yeah. of, the most, most of the energy. And you want to be right there and you're turning and dancing to stay as close to that pocket of energy as possible. Yeah, yeah. And then you ride it until it dies and fully dissipates into another form. And that's literally, that's what surfing is. And you cannot deny that you are dancing with energy. And that is fucking so cool. Thank you for Kevin's mindset. (laughs) Thank you for taking us into Kevin's mind (laughs) of what surfing is. So listen to this episode if you're really trying to understand the spiritual waves of how we get into the water. (laughs) No, it's true though. And I was going to say, spiritual experience. uh, Yeah, unless you're like me learning literally on white water. I have been in three people asked they're like you're a surfer especially because i was a gymnast and a cheerleader and all these things that i can maybe you know (laughs) i've done the surfing thing i've lived in australia bali here and i'm in a space i had a friend take me out i'm still in the whitewash i still have a an experience with it but there's like whole other levels i watch surfers and i'm like ooh, i can feel it because i know the levels of flow state i can get into and i'm like wow that's so amazing so i mean who knows maybe i pick it up a little bit more and have this but i'm like it's fun to watch your perception of it because yeah. I wouldn't be able to explain it like that because I haven't experienced it like it. Yeah. It's like embodied, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's a, it's a beautiful, it's, it's life, right? Like everything is a wave. Everything is coming and going. My body, Spiritual this surf, experience, bro. this relationship, yeah. this company, 
yeah. right? Like this place, that tree, this house, it's all coming into being and, and going back into yeah. the earth or into the universe or whatever, right? Like I love because it's a play with the elements too, yeah. you know? Me being a cancer and then like right. I love like right. ocean and water for me. Right. Like I'm just like, ooh, you know, it's like all of my And the alley. wave doesn't, the wave is the ocean mm-hmm. and the wave is its individual self, right? And so it's like, does the wave know that it's a part of the ocean? Maybe. Can it see it's part of the ocean? Maybe. The wave is the egoless ocean, yeah. you know? Like, it has yeah. no idea. Maybe it doesn't have, it doesn't yeah. have sense Or maybe of it has an ego. It, the wave is ego, yeah, yeah. right? And the ocean is this, this vast we can find universe, out. right? And so it's, it's just like, man, that's just... Oh, it's so good. Love it. And I joke because I play all the time. This is like, I told you, we'll play a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's like an authentic experience for you. Like this is, it's like, that is like this dance with nature, like, Mm -hmm. and how much more incredible does it get? Yeah, you're dancing with the earth. Yeah. Well, that was a beautiful answer. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. (sighs) What is, mm, okay, so the the name of the podcast is All All of You, More of You. It's because I believe that's more what the world needs. What part of Kevin are you bringing more to the table so that more of who Kevin is is more fully expressed and brought into this world at this moment? What more of Kevin am I bringing to the table? What part of Kevin, part of Kevin? are you working on bringing more or maybe currently mm-hmm. bringing more to the table so that all of who you are is being brought? And I can even give an example. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like maybe I'm bringing more authenticity because I'm bringing more of who I am. Maybe I'm bringing more of my joy, like whatever it is. Yeah, right now it feels like, um, have you ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender? Is this the last Avatar that? Uh, so not the blue people. This is okay. the Nickelodeon cartoon with no. Aang. Maybe you should tonight. watch it. It's really okay. good. I'm, I bet some of your listeners have watched it. Yeah, yeah. In it, there's a character called Zuko. Zuko okay. is kind of he has this Zuko. he has he has the 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 greatest character arc throughout the whole show. Okay. He starts as like the arch nemesis enemy trying to capture the the Avatar who's who who can basically control all of the elements. He's kind of like a metaphor for an enlightened being, right? Oh, okay. Um, and so Zuko is um, he's a very powerful firebender. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to capture the Avatar and bring on restore honor to himself and his family and yada yada. But he his core motivation is. Um, is basically fear and mm, abandonment. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love how they, when they yeah. take these types of things and like bring all of that into it, you know? And so, um, throughout the show, he eventually like, um, his core motivation of fear and anger, mm. um, he, lo- he loses and it turns into love. Mm. And, um, for a while he like gets really sick. He gets mm. like, he gets like super ill, mm. right? Because his energetic body is going through this big change. Yeah. Um, and he me lo- right now. And yeah, and you he, right now. Yeah, and he loses his he loses his firebending ability for for a little bit, and then he and, and Aang, the Avatar, um, is that kind of like defenses going down? Would you look at that or this is maybe? Different? But so they go on an they go on an adventure, um, and they meet the the like the Sun people who are the original firebenders, mm-hmm. and um, they meet the dragon, and they're like, oh, it's the power of love is is the like essence of firebending, and so he, mm-hmm. his core motivation changes from fear mm. and anger into love. Mm. Um, and so for me, it feels like I was coming from a place of fear and anxiety in mm. my life. It was mm. kind of this like deep generational trauma that mm. I've now become more aware of mm-hmm. um, and gotten to work with that um, was kind of at my core mm. 
motivation and like at the foundation a lot of my decision making and like being in life like every experience is always just kind of there it colors everything and it's still there but i now i have the opportunity to be view it in a different way and have a different relationship to it definitely Um, and so so then what is my now i get to ask the question well what what do i want to there's space now Mm -hmm. what do i want to fill that space what do Mm -hmm. i want my core motivation to Mm -hmm. be right and someone suggested um, you know, when they're when they're looking for guidance or answer, they just ask, like, how can I be of service? Mm-hmm. How can I be of service to myself? How can I be of service to you, mm-hmm. to the earth, that. to the ocean, to the forest, to the people? How can I be of service? Mm-hmm. And um, if that's your core motivating factor, well, then that's, that's like limitless, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can, like the that the the the. The full bounds of that are like bring, bringing every being to enlightenment, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what you would have to achieve mm-hmm. to to be fully of service, where everything is fully met and served at you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so what? Instead of coming from my own fear and anxiety, just myself, maybe my family, right, and caring for that, right? It's a pretty small container actually. But if I can, how can I be of service? Is you know the limit is bringing all beings to enlightenment that's that container is so much wider mm. that conduit is so much more so it can hold so much more energy it can invite in so much more energy yeah um and so so yeah that's kind of what i'm playing with right now um love and that. bringing kind of bringing to the table i love yeah. that i think that question is so powerful too i think everyone should take that little nugget from you ask themselves that more often yeah. um last closing question i'm gonna put this in show notes if people want to yeah just get connected with you hear more about what you're doing like in what ways presently would be the best way to do so yeah um i mean i'm on social medias but i'm not very active right. um my name is kevin seagraves um my digital handle is captain seagraves c-a-p-t-n seagraves s-e-a-g-r-a-v-e-s like a pirate yar captain seagraves um, you can kind of Google me and I'm sure I'll pop up. Um, I don't have anywhere that I'm particularly active at the moment, but perfect. Yeah. I'll put that all in show notes just yeah. in case people are on the Instagram and on the Twitter and yeah, yeah. you know, all they, they Google, they can, the find, Google, they the can stalk you. Yeah. They can, you can learn a lot about me on the internet. There, there's a lot <laughs> you can find out about someone. You listen to this podcast, you learn a lot. Yeah. Or maybe hinge. Maybe that's, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, you come to new star, I pop up, like he came into my field. So, you know, this is, yeah. you never know the Avenue. You got to keep the portals open guys. If you're going to take anything away from that, leave the portals open. You could mm-hmm. be sitting here having a podcast with someone off a dating app. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna close with that uh no but thank you for this conversation i feel like it was really powerful and yeah. there was a lot of new avenues of ways to talk about things that i really enjoyed going into that vortex with you or i'm like yeah. ooh, like i felt that conversation happening i'm like okay yeah, that's good. you know you can kind of oh, like play in the field i was oh, like this is good i can tell this is happening <laughs> i'm yeah. like giggling like i, I turn into my <laughs> yeah. five-year-old sarah self when i'm yeah. in flow state i'm like okay we're going okay. here and here and i'm like watching yeah. you navigate it so it was yeah. like a whole experience so i hope you guys um took a lot reach out if you guys have questions curiosities there's a lot to sit with in this conversation i mean we did the whole fucking spectrum here yeah, so totally. thank you for coming on though and yeah taking this time and sharing all your lived experience with everyone so absolutely thank you for having me thank of you course. everybody for listening amazing Thanks for witnessing of course i'm sending you guys so much love and i will see you guys next week and i will put that all in show notes for you guys Mwah. i hope you absolutely loved this episode that it was full of juicy wisdom and magic 
impact integrate deeper into your lives, your businesses, and your work on a daily basis. I would absolutely love if you enjoyed this episode. adventure of life with me and I'll see you next time. Sending so much love.